everyone. Today I'm going to read Gemma the Gymnastics Fan from Daisy Meadows. Someone in school. Almost there, Rachel Walker said, as she and her best friend Kirsty Tate walked along the sunny street. Auntie Joanne lives around the corner near my school. That's good, Kirsty said, glancing down at the, the basket they were carrying. These Easter eggs might melt if it was any further. Kirsty was staying with Rachel's family for a week of the Easter holidays, and the two girls were delivering Easter gifts to the Rachel's cousins. I can't believe it's Friday already, Rachel said. The Fairyland Olympics start today. Kirsty nodded. And we still haven't found Gemma, Gymna Gemma the Gymnastic Fairy's magic hoop, she said. If we don't get it back from the Goblins soon, then all the gym gymnastics events at the Olympics will be spoiled. The girls were having a very exciting week, helping the sporty fairies find their missing magic sporty object. The magic sporty object ensured that the sport was fun and safe for everyone in the human world, as well as in fairyland. But only if there were with their rightful owners, the sporty fairies. Naughty Jack Frost knew the magic sporty objects were so powerful that they made anyone who was holding them or even just close to them very skilled at the particular sport. He had sent his goblins to steal the sporty objects so that he could use them to cheat in the Olympics and become the winning team. Jack first knew that the winners would receive a golden cup full of luck as the big prize and he really wanted it for himself. The goblins had brought the magic sporty object into the human world to use while they practiced their sports. As the magic sporty objects won where they were supposed to be, the sports in fairyland and human world had been disrupted and spoiled. The girls passed Tippington School and suddenly Kirsty stopped. That's strange, she said, staring across the playground. I've just seen some children inside the school in green, dressed in green. School's closed for the holidays, Rachel told them, and our uniform is blue and grey. The same thought struck boys girls at the same time and they let out a gasp. Goblins, cried Rachel. If there are any goblins, they might have Gemma's gymnastic hoop with them, Percy said excitedly. They gazed at the school, but there was no sign of anyone in there now. They shot the Easter eggs off quickly and looked around properly. It was suggested she and Kirsty rushed to Rachel's aunt's house. They knocked on the door, but there was no reply. So they set the basket down on the porch out of the sun. Then they hurried back to the school. Let's try round the back, Kirsty said, leading the way. Then she and Kirsty froze as they heard the sound of someone whistling. They appeared around the wall to see a man with his back to them painting some bookcases 
It's the caretaker. Look, he's left the door open. Let's sneak in. Heart, heart pounding, the girls crept in through the open door. It's very quiet, Kirsty commented. Maybe I imagined it. Well, let's check out the gym while we're here. Rachel said, follow me. Rachel led Kirsty down the long corridor until they reach a door. This is where the gym equipment is stored, she said. We can go through here into the gym itself. She opened the door and a netball rolled out. Frowning, Rachel picked it up and went inside. What a mess, she said in surprise. It's never usually like this. Kirsty followed. A pile of gym mats had been knocked over. There were balls scattered everywhere and some goalposts lying on the floor. Her heart thumped with excitement. People inside the school, mess in the gym cupboard. Something strange was definitely going on. The girls crossed to the other door and opened their crack to be out. Kirsty stifled a gasp. She couldn't believe her eyes. The gymnasiums were a blower of green, the goblins everywhere. Chapter 2 Training time. The two girls stared in silence. There were goblins swinging from the pedal bars and from the rings that dangled from the ceiling. Other goblins were leaping over the walls, dancing along the band like thing and tumbling across the floor mats. Wow, Kirsty said, unable to drag her eyes away. They're brilliant. The magic group must be nearby for all the goblins to be performing so well. Rachel nodded, then her eye was caught by a flash of blue. She nudged Kirsty. Look, she hissed, pointing. Kirsty turned and saw a goblin, effortlessly twirling a bright blue hoop around one arm. The hoop shimmered with blue sparkles. This definitely looks like fairy magic. She breathed excitedly. The goblin set the hoop rolling across one of the gym mats while he performed a set of flawless black alongside it. Then he landed on his feet, grabbed the hoop and bowed to an imaginary audience. That must be Gemma's hoop, Rachel whispered. The last magic sporty object. There's something sparkling inside here too, Kirsty said, suddenly noticing a tiny flash of light in a dark corner. Rachel turned to see Gemma the gymnastics fairy come spiraling out of a pile of hoops in a bust of yellow sparkles. Gemma wore a pale blue leotard and yellow tights. Her hair was coiled up in a bun and her wings were tipped with gold. Hello Gemma, Kirsty said in delight. Perfect timing. We think we've spotted your hoop. Gemma beamed. Hooray, she said. I've just come from Fairylands where all the athletes are busy with their last minute practice sessions. The opening celebration for the Olympics will be starting soon. We just have to get my hoop back in time. Yes, 
The goblins are practicing too, Rachel remarked. But Rachel was lost in thought. Gemma's and Kirsty's words had given her an idea. That's it, she cried. We can help the goblins practice. Kirsty stared at her, wondering if she heard correctly. Help the goblins? She repeated in surprise. Rachel grinned. If we offer to train the goblins, we'll have a good chance of getting close to Gemma's scoop, she explained. Gemma Cartwheel through the air. Yes, she cried, and we might even teach them that you can get better at sport without having to cheat them. You just need to practice, she smiled. Now, let's see, I know how I can help. She waved her wand at the girls and golden fairy just streamed around them. Then, in the twinkling of an eye, their clothes changed. Rachel and Kirsty looked at each other and smiled. They were now wearing matching tracksuits and trainers with stopwatches or wrists. Their hair had been swept up into ponytails and they were wearing silver whistles around their necks. Peak caps helped to hurl the girl skaters so that the goblins wouldn't easily see through their disguise. Look at our teachers, Kirsty giggled, pointing down. Rachel looked down and saw that K&R training team was written in glittering silver letters across her chest. Gemma flew up to perch on Kirsty's ponytail, where her wings made her look like a rather shiny boy. Now to start training those goblins, she said. And to get the magic key, let's go, Kirsty agreed. And she and Rachel pushed the doors and strode into the gym, blowing their whistles loudly. The goblins all stopped in surprise. One goblin was so startled, he lost concentration during his floor retreat and tumbled over heels onto the crash mat. He picked himself up and shuffled over to another goblin. The girls heard him whisper. All right, goblins, shouted Kirsty. This is your last chance to get in shape before the Fairyland Olympics. And so we're going to help you. So, line up in front of me. Move it, move it. Rachel held her back for their plan to work. The goblins had to want her and Kirsty, Kirsty to help with their training. But none of the goblins had moved the muscle to line up. Was the plan doomed before it had ever started? Chapter 3. Gymnastics Fantastic Come on, Rachel cried, clapping her hands. You don't want those fairies to beat you in the Olympics, do you? We're here to make you gymnastics fantastics, so that you have a chance of winning gold medals. I want a medal, one goblin called out from the crowd, running to start a line in front of Kirsty. Me too, cried another. And me, and me, called some of the other goblins as they jostled to get in line. The one with the magic group was in, in the middle and demanded, 
that the others give more look at me he said swiveling the hoop at lightning speed around his hips we want you all to practice your backflips first rachel said you can demonstrate she added pointing at the goblin the magic hoop she held her breath as the goblin rolled to the edge of the mat she'd noticed the way he let go of his hoops when he practiced backflips earlier if he did the same thing, she might be able to grab it. As Rachel hoped, the goblin set the magic hoop rolling before flipping along next to it. Unfortunately, the hoop whisked along so fast, it was impossible for Rachel and Kirsty to even think about running to catch it. And as soon as the goblin had finished, he snatched it up again. Kirsty exchanged glances. They'd have to try it later. Okay, who's next? Rachel asked. Me, 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 shouted the goblin, trying to push each other out of the way. Kirsty blew her whistle. It's you next, she decided, pointing to a goblin with a pointy chip. Off you go. One by one, the goblins took turns to perform their backflips across the floor. They weren't quite as good as the goblin with the magic hoop, but they all tried hard. Meanwhile, the goblin with the magic hoop was showing off to a group of goblins in the corner of the gym. Watch this, he yelled. Breaking into a runner across the gym floor, he ran to the gym horse and vaulted across it, tossing the hoop high in the air as he did so. He did a perfect somersault and then landed feet first, falling through the hoop. Everyone burst into applause, including... Kirsty, Rachel and Gemma. He won't be able to do that in the Olympic contest, Rachel heard one goblin mutter to another. Jack Frost is going to shrink the hoop really small so the judges don't know he's got it. Clever, huh? Gemma bristled with annoyance. I can't bear cheating, she whispered to Kirsty, and makes me feel sick. But watching the performance had given Kirsty an idea. Let's make an obstacle course for the goblins, he suggested. He saw how the goblins had to throw the magic hoop when he vaulted through their other gym moves where he'd have to let go too. Rachel's eyes lit up. Yes, she said. And we could even end the course of her wrinkles where the goblins have to throw a hoop over me or you. Then the goblin with the magic hoop will have to throw it right to us. Brilliant, cried Gemma in her silvery voice. Let's put this plan into action. Chapter 4. Overcoming Obstacles. Kirsty blew her whistle again. You did a great job on your black flips. She's holding the goblins. Now we're going to set up an obstacle course for you. Please practice your forward and backward rolls while we do that. The goblins immediately began rolling around the floor, pausing every so often to argue with each other. Meanwhile, Kirsty and Rachel quickly arranged some pieces of equipment to make an obstacle course. Then Rachel clapped her hand. To get the goblin's attention. This is what I need you to do. 
She said, start by walking on your hands along the balance beam. Then run over to the parallel bars and do three somersaults. Next, Kirsty said, you turn upside down on the ring walk, rings, vault over the horse and tumble across the mat while twirling a ribbon. Finally, Rachel explained, each of you has to toss a rope over Kirsty, who will be standing at the end of the gym. She held up her stopwatch. I'll time you all. I wonder who will be the fastest. I'll be the fastest, a tall goblin boasted. You wait. No way, a big goblin boasted. He was argued. I'll be faster than you. Kirsty pointed to a small goblin at the front. You can go first, she said, Ellen Clayton. Ready, steady, go. Rachel started her stopwatch as the goblin set up. He flipped into a handstand and carefully walked along the balance beam. His legs wobbled slightly, but he managed not to fall. Then he ran to the parallel bars and performed three somersaults. But he was enjoying himself so much he kept on going. Wee! Okay, onto the rings now, Rachel reminded him. The goblin swung upside down on the rings and vaulted over the horse and he grabbed the ribbon and began a series of cartwheels and handsprings across the mat, spiraling the ribbons as he went. Unfortunately, he lost his band several times and dropped his ribbon on the last section. Not to worry, Rachel said. You can work on that later. Now grab a hoop from the pile, stand behind the line and take your best shot. The goblin took a hoop, setting it up and threw it towards Kirsty. The hoop bounced off Kirsty's arm and clattered to the floor. Good try, Kirsty called. Your time was 3 minutes 30 seconds, Richard told him next. It took a while for all the goblins to go through the course. The goblins of the magic hoop insisted on going down. What's the fastest time so far, he asked, as he stood at the starting line. 2 minutes 40 seconds, Rachel replied. The goblin looked scornful. I'll beat that easily. Ready, steady, go, Rachel called, blowing her whistle. Off went the goblin, mounting the beam with a spectacular leap. He tossed the hoop into the air and she went into a handstand and caught it on one root. <coughs> Balancing it perfectly as he moved down the beam. Kirsty muttered under her breath to Gemma, that's impressive. At the end of the beam, the goblin dismounted with a double back. Sending the hoop flying in the air. As he landed, he caught it neatly and then ran to the, onto the parallel bars. When the hoop looked over his shoulders, he did three perfect somersaults at dizzying speed. The goblins whisked through the rest of the obstacle course without a single mistake. The other goblins watched open mouthed. Too amazed to even argue with each other. He was making record time when he came to the last part of the challenge. The wind was. He looked suspiciously at Kirsty and held the gymnastics hoop. Hoop tossing is not a gymnastics sport, he said. 
I shouldn't do this one. Kirsty bit her lip. She had to think of something fast, otherwise their plan would fail. She shrugged. Oh dear, she said pityingly. Are you worrying you won't be as good as the others? No way, the goddess snapped. Watch this. And he tossed the hoop high in the air. The girls and Gemma held their breath as it spun in midair about Kirsty's head. Frost in Fairyland. The hoop landed perfectly over Kirsty's head and the goblins all burst into a round of applause. The goblin who'd thrown it smirked and bowed and then walked towards Kirsty as if to take it back. But Kirsty was too quick for him. She stepped out of the hoop, picked it up and held it in the air for Gemma, who zoomed to it immediately. As soon as Gemma's fingers closed around him, the hoop magically shrank, shrank down to its fairyland size. Then Gemma touched it with her wand and there was a flash of golden sparkles. The hoop's magic was working properly again. Hey, cried one of the goblins. It's one of those meddling fairies and she's got our hoop. Someone's got to get it back, yelled another goblin. Otherwise we'll never win anything at the Olympics. The goblins all made a mad dash for the girls and Gemma. Clambing, clambering over each other in, a, in their rush to get a hoop. Kirsten and Rachel looked at one another in alarm as the mob of angry goblins surged towards them. But Gemma waved her wand and turned the girls into fairies just in time. Rachel's heart thumped as she fluttered out of the goblins' reach. That was close. Gemma waved her wand again and all the pieces of the gym equipment sparkled with thousands of tiny golden lights before dancing back into their rightful places in the storeroom. The goblins watched in bewilderment, their eyes wide. As the last hoop rolled away, Gemma grinned at them. See you in Fairyland, she said. Don't be late or you'll miss the opening ceremony of the Olympics. Before any of the goblins could reply, Gemma had waved her wand the third time and she and the girls were swept up in a magic whirlwind. Off we go to Fairyland! Kirsty and Rachel heard her call merrily. A few seconds later, the girls felt themselves float down to land and the whirlwind cheered. We're in Fairyland Arena again, Kirsty declared. Rachel whistled, and look how full it is. The girls had been in the arena once already, on the first day of this adventure. But then it had been completely empty, whereas now the seats were filled with exciting-looking fairies, elves, pixies and goblins, all chattering about the Olympics. Kirsty could quite happily have spent ages gazing around at the site. A tall green frog was selling official programs on one road. A group of pixie cheerleaders danced in the centre of the arena and the spectators all with colourful flags and banners to show which contestants they were supporting. Some of the flags were magical and kept changing colour. Some even seemed to be playing tunes. They landed at... They landed at the side of the re arena and Gemma led them to the centre where the fairy king and queen greeted them warmly.
Then the king handed Gemma a sparkly gold microphone so that she could speak to the crowd. Hello everyone, Gemma said waving. I'm pleased to announce that Kirsty and Rachel have now helped us to get all the magic sporty objects back, including my magic hoop. A huge cheer went up from the spectators, but not from the watching goblins. They looked decidedly fed up at the news, but the fairies, pixies, elves and other magical people were all clapping, cheering and waving their flags with joy. The king and queen looked delighted too. Thank you, King Oberon said to Kirsty and Rachel. You have helped save our Olympic Games. Without you, the goblins would have had an unfair advantage. Now that the sporty objects are back with our sporty fairies, the games will be fairly contested. Queen Titania smiled. We are very grateful. Kirsty and Rachel courtesy, feeling very proud. But then the air turned cold. Rachel shivered and rubbed her arms. Where's that wind coming from, she asked. An icy gale blew through the arena. There's frost on the ground, exclaimed. Kirsty exclaimed, pointing to the white sparkly crystals at their feet. Everyone stared up at the sky as a figure approached, speeding through the air. It's Jack Frost, Rachel realized in dismay. Chapter 7 Beginnings and Endings Jack Frost landed in the arena and stamped his feet. If it hadn't been for you interfering, I'd have won the Olympics this year. He snarled at Kirsty and Rachel. The golden cup of luck would have been mine. The queen gave him a stern look. Your team will have to play by the rules like every other team in the game, she told him. Jack Frost ignored her and advanced on the girls, his wand raised. I'm fed up with you two messing up my plans, he shouted. He pointed his wand at them, so now I'm going to... You're not going to do anything, the queen interrupted, waving her own wand. The crowd gasped as Jack Frost's wand flew straight into the queen's hand. I'll look after this while the games are taking place, she told Jack Frost family. I'm not going to let you disrupt the Olympics any further. Jack Frost scowled at her, but without his wand he could do nothing except turn and storm off to the spectator's area. He knows when he's beaten, Gemma said in a lower voice. And now the games can begin, the king declared. Gemma winked at the girls. That's my cue, she said, and shot up into the air. She was joined by the other six sporty fairies. Helena, Frances, Zoe, Naomi, Samantha and Alice. And they all spiralled up towards the clouds. Rachel and Kirsty watched as they flew back to the arena in an amazing rainbow of colours. They sprinkled fairy dust all over the 
athletes lining up for the opening program. Then wrote good luck in large glittery letters in the sky. Please be upstanding for the singing of Fairyland Olympic Anthem, Queen Titania said, and the audience rose to their feet. A goblin walked to the centre of the stage with a microphone in his hand. He cleared his throat and began to sing. Kirsty elbowed, Rachel elbowed Kirsty and grinned. It's the goblin we met when we helped Rebecca the rock and roll fairy, she whispered, remember? Kirsty nodded. Yes, the one who loved to sing Elvis songs, she said with a grin. The goblin made a sweeping bow as he finished singing, and the crowd cheered. Rachel and Kirsty loudest of all. Then the queen presented the girls with a silver glittering wand. Girls, we would be honoured if you would light the Olympic flame for us, she said. And there are some fairies who would love to help you. As she finished speaking, Rachel and Kirsty both gasped. Flying into the arena was Ruby the Red Fairy, the first fairy they'd ever met with her rainbow sisters. Behind them came the weather fairies and Katie the kitten fairy flew in, at, waving at the girls as she was joined by the other pet keeper fairies. More and more of the girls' fairy friends kept flying into the arena. Kirsty couldn't stop smiling as she greeted them all. I think every fairy we've helped is here, she said happily to Rachel. Rachel had a lump in her throat again. It's so nice to see you again, she said, throwing her arms around Lucy the Diamond Fairy. Once all the fairies had arrived, the Queen commanded them all to touch their wounds together, along with the one that Rachel and Kirsty were holding. Rachel heard her breath as all the ones came together. A spark appeared at the end of the special silver one. Then the other fairies moved aside and the girls took the lit one towards a sparkling silver cauldron. They touched the flame to the cauldron and in a flash of rainbow coloured sparkles, a roaring flame flared up and settled, then settled down to burn steadily. There was a round of applause from the crowd and the fairies flew up in the air again calling out their goodbyes. King Oberon and Queen Titania came over to the girls. It's time for you to go home now, the queen said. But you'll find one last surprise waiting for you there. Thank you, Kirsty said courteously. We really enjoyed helping the sporty fairies, added Rachel. We're all very grateful to you, the queen said. Goodbye, girls. Goodbye, Rachel and Kirsty replied. Then the king waved his wand and the girls were swept up in a whirlwind and carried gently home. They found themselves outside Rachel's school in their normally normal clothes, each holding a golden sparkly envelope. Kirsty opened hers eagerly. As did Rachel. Inside they found glittering silver tickets. All access passed to the Fairyland Olympics, Kirsty read aloud. 
Wow, Rachel said, beaming. We can go to any event we like. Oh, Kirsty marveled. What a great surprise. A little gust of wind made the tickets flutter in their fingers, and they heard Gemma's silvery voice carried on the breeze. All you have to do is hold your ticket and wish, and you'll be back at the Fairyland Arena, she whispered. Kirsty and Rachel smiled in delight. I'm so pleased we'll get to see the event, Rachel said happily as they started to walk home. Me too, Kirsty agreed. I especially want to see how the Goblin Gymnastics team performed. After all, they did have some excellent coaching. Thank you for listening to me read Gemma the Gymnastics Fairy. See you next time.